Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have Ollie Bayliss. He's the host of the non-league show on BBC Three Counties Radio and also a researcher for the game Football Manager. We talk non-league, that null and void and some of your questions. We also have updates on the quiz and of course the fan roundtable and there's lots to talk about this week. Enjoy Hastings fans and now here's Ollie. I'll give you a quick intro. So we've got the pleasure of Ollie Bayliss. He's the presenter of the, the non-league show on BBC Three Counties Radio. He's also uh, a commentator and journalist. Um, in terms of commentating, do you commentate on local football in the Three Counties Radio as well? Yeah, that's it. So, so we cover MK Dons, Watford, Stevenage, Wickham and, and Luton and then non-league as well. So, so clubs like Boreham Wood as well, um, I do commentary of. Um, so yeah, no, local clubs in this patch home in a way. Uh, yeah, so you're also a researcher for the Football Manager game. Uh, and I'm definitely returning to that uh, before we finish because uh, I'm an old man, so I remember all the football manager games. Uh, I go back uh, as far as uh, Brian Clough's Football Fortunes, which is the greatest football manager game there is. Uh, any anyone you can, uh, any game you can buy, uh, Graham Sooners uh, is a great game in my book. Anyway, also uh, Ollie, I know from from our level, step four, you've also been quite quite a beacon in the dark on Twitter, particularly around the fans in the grounds issue. I mean, I don't know if you, you probably don't even realise that, but like, we, we're so in the dark. We were so in the dark about what was going on. You did a really great service. I mean, I, I know, you know, I, I don't know if you know that, but like, uh, <laughs> you, you, know, you really did. I mean, just on that, on that point, I mean, how easy was it to get information? I mean, did you really have to search it out or was it really, really fairly easy in terms of just going on government website or, how did you or did people come to you about it? It's It's been a bit of a mixed bag over the whole summer, actually, partly because the picture is is and still is really, really confusing. So you just because I mean, take, for example, at the moment, what's happening with with sort of tier three areas and what that means for attendance. Um, it, you know, the government and the FA are fairly transparent and straightforward with what they think. But there's there's a fair bit of. I'm going to call it passing the buck or at least passing the responsibility down the line. So at the moment, for say for a step three area, what that means for football, well, the government have got one set of guidelines. The FA have then got sort of a, an interpretation <laughs> of those, but both of which say, well, if your local authority says differently, then you've got to listen to your local authority. And that local authority can be the local council, it can be the local FA, it can yeah. also be the league. So actually, like a simple question about how many fans are allowed at the moment in, in step three in Northumberland, say, mm. well... You've got to look at the government, you've got to look at the FA, you've got to look at the local FA, you've got to look at the local council. Um, You know, you've even got sort of like local town councils or local health authorities getting involved as well. And then the league. There's an awful lot of people and and not always a huge amount of, I guess, joined up communication. Having said that, it's, it's also not an easy time, is it, for these people that are trying to sort of get their head around what the situation is and to try Mm. and make it because it's just ever changing. so the information isn't necessarily difficult to come by. It, it's trying to present that, I guess, in, a, in an accurate way that can be quite challenging because quite often the, the picture changes and, and things shift around quite quickly and a decision by, say, you know, the Liverpool local FA one day then changes by sort of two days later. They've, they've yeah. changed their guidance again. So things are shifting so quickly. It's a bit of a nightmare from that point of view. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I work here 24 years. I've worked in the NHS, and I remember because obviously for for, for NHS workers, that the, there there wasn't there wasn't a lockdown. Obviously, we went into work, but the the, the gu- guidance on everything changed constantly to the point where you were just bombarded. It, it is, and I suppose ultimately, the end game for everybody is to try and keep people as safe as possible. So yeah. it's. And, you know, it's a difficult situation. But, yeah, I agree with what you say. At the moment, if you look at the FA guidance on on tier three for grassroots and for, you know, for Saturday football, things like that, at the moment, it's it's lengthy but quite vague in terms of, like, what it means for if you play, you know, like, county-level football. It, it don't spell it out as to what that actually means. It's sort of left to almost interpretation in a lot of cases or you know your local FA to then kind of say something categorically and people I think people just desperately want a clear this is what we can do this is what we can't do this is a rule this is guidance this is a suggestion and just as simple as possible and that that kind of isn't there at the moment in a lot of ways. Just reported recently you were saying about the 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 FA's gone to the league step three to six about if we should null and void or something along the lines of the points per game I mean, I mean, what's your what's your opinion on that? I the, yeah. The, yeah, at the moment they're they're consulting with leagues. So yeah, step five and six leagues and and three and four, so Isthmian, Southern and, and Northern Premier League, and asking mm-hmm. clubs what they think should happen if if the same thing happens again this season where we don't finish a season. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's it's good to ask clubs, and, and you know, arguably maybe clubs should have been asked last summer. But the problem is. It again feels a little bit late in the day to to do it. You you mm. everybody's clearly going to have a vested interest. And this is what we saw over the summer. You know, if you're if you're top of the league, of course you're going to want the season to be decided on points per game. If you're bottom yeah. of the league, you're going to want null and void. So, for me, the time to have done this would have been over the summer, where you know it's a relatively sort of fair and level platform, and everybody you know has an expectation going into the season. Oh, we might do well. So, you know, we're perhaps we'd argue points per game. Nobody goes into the season thinking that they're going to be bottom of the league. Now of already, course. if you've if you've lost five or six games at the start of the season, you're going to you're going to go for a null and void decision, aren't you? Because you're thinking, well, best case scenario, we might be mid table this season. Worst case, we'll be at the bottom, so we want null and void. If you're top of the league, going for promotion already, you're you're going to want points per game. Um, so it feels a little bit late in the day to be doing it. It's better that they're doing it than not. It's better that they're asking leagues and clubs what they think than not. But mm. For me, the time to have done that would have been over the summer so that, you know, everybody can start the season knowing where they stand. Well, yeah, I mean, I know I mean, we, we, we're scratching our heads at, at Hastings because, you know, obviously we, we, we were top of the league. So obviously we, we would have wanted, we obviously would have liked points per game. But it just, just seems to have a real lack of leadership. Let's just like, just make a, make a decision. You know, I mean, why are we think why are you not having asking this question at the beginning of the season? Don't Don't start waiting until you could start adding agendas to it you know like oh someone started badly now now they're clearly if they vote in a certain way there's going to be fingers pointed at them and it's like why put that on the individual clubs it should be on the league like the league makes the decision and then everyone abides by it i feel like they they did make a decision it it almost feels odd that we're going through this process to be honest in some ways because that decision was made last year that you know if the seasons weren't finished we we go null and void at, at this level so Really, well, yeah, but particularly, they have made that why, why are we now looking at making a different decision this year if that happens? You, you know. Well, you've you've upset me now, Ollie, because <laughs> the uh, if the majority of the season's gone by, I just don't see why you would, you know, if it, if if it's like say now or 
halfway through. Yeah, fair enough. But like, if you majority of the season's done, the null and void just seems just ridiculous in my book. And I mean, I know from a point of view of clubs that did well, I mean, we at Hastings, we lost two top class players because we didn't go up. And, uh, and, you know, good luck to them because it's like, you know, it's a short career. But like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with you. And I think personally, I, I, I think a points per game would have been a better way of, of going about it. I, I think my point was that if you've already made that decision for last season, why it almost feels worse to then have an inconsistent decision where say we get to February and the season can't be finished this season. It'll go with points per game this season. It's, I think it's the yeah. inconsistency that is, most frustrating and I think that was what was most frustrating over the summer was that that we have different solutions all the way up and down the the football pyramid you know it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be all tied together isn't it if you win enough games in step four you go up to step three you go up to step two and you can you know be in the Premier League in in 10-20 seasons well Mm. the Premier League and the Championship found a way to, to test and to finish their season League Two well, League One, League Two and, and the two top levels of, of non-league decided they were going to go on points per game and then have playoffs. Then everyone else was non void. You had three different yeah. solutions for the football pyramid. And I think that that felt a little bit odd and a little bit uncomfortable to me. There's, you know, there's not a lot between step two and step three in terms of the size of clubs and the way yeah. clubs operate. But there was two completely different conclusions. Yeah, no, it's a bit odd. When, we're moving on from that. About yourself, Ollie, you, 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 what sides do you follow? Like, do, you, do you have a league side and a non-league side, or are you just loyal to one club? What, what's, what's, uh, who do you support? I, I grew up, in fact, I still live in, in Aylesbury, so the club I, I grew up supporting, and, and my love of non-league really comes from, yeah. from watching Aylesbury, Aylesbury and Iced, who are my you know, local town club. And oh, I didn't, there wasn't a league club in, in Buckinghamshire when I grew up. We've now, we've now got Wickham and MK Dons, but you know, to me it just seemed logical that you sort of support the local club in the town that yeah. you are. So yeah, Aylesbury and Iced is still the sort of first result I, I probably check on a Saturday, but I'm lucky enough to, to do a non-league show covering lots of non-league clubs across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I think we make up sort of about ten percent of all the non-league clubs in the in the country. It's a real hotbed of non-league clubs. It's, you know, it's about a hundred between step one and step six. So you know, I look out for all those results and I try and get to different games. You know, sort of across the patch and and further afield as well. Um, like I find it with a lot of non-league fans, it's you sort of keep an interest across sort of the the whole pyramid in a way. I'm not sure you necessarily always do in in league and in, in Premier League football, you know, this, especially across local clubs, you know, if a local team has a good FA Vars or an FA Cup run, they might not be the team that you normally go and watch, but you, yeah. you might go down and watch them if they're, you know, their game's on a Sunday. I think people sort of look out for other local results as well sometimes in non-league, which, which I like. And that's something I do, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm 45. So when, when I was a kid, you used to follow all four leagues. You know, you would know about all the leagues because you'd have the Panini sticker book for a one, one thing that would have all the four leagues. So you'd know all the players, you'd have the, the charts. I mean, uh, you know, to, to doing all the different leagues, you know, there's, there's these little tab charts. I don't, you're probably too young to know this, but like there are these little things you'd put up on your wall that will change in league positions. And so you'd know about all those, those things. Cause I, I grew up near QPR. So West London originally, and um, I couldn't afford to go and watch QPR anymore and lost my love of football, to be honest, until a few, not three, four years ago, uh, started watching Hastings again because I, I watched a few games of Hastings. Uh, you know, I just it, 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 my inner child came out again because I, I don't know if you know anything about QPR, but the uh, they were bought out by uh, Bernie Eccleston and Flavio Berrettori. 
I don't know if you know that. And uh, they said they would turn it into a boutique club. And it just like, this is, this is alien to, to a lot. It, they lost a lot of people and I just lost interest in football completely, the, the premiership and the championship. So I think a lot of people are, especially at the moment, I think if there's any positive to come out of this, this time, it's, it's the fans at the moment are allowed to, you know, step three and below. And there's, I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, follow a league or a Premier League team at the moment that are they're trying out non-league because they can go and watch a game and they can go and have that experience. And, you know, it's that match day experience, ultimately. It almost doesn't matter sometimes what level it is. It, it's, it's chatting to a couple of friends. It's, you know, shouting some encouragement or, or otherwise at, at players and, and referees. And it's, you know, having chips and, and a pint and, you know, going home happy or unhappy. It's that, that experience that we, we all love. And loads of people are finding that in non-league at the moment. And um, it doesn't mean they'll necessarily completely forget about their Premier League or their league side. But maybe when things are back to some sort of normality, they might, you know, continue to keep an eye on that non-league team and they might pop down every every other Saturday and watch them or or they might be completely converted like you and they might fall yeah. in love with it. And yeah. there's, there's so much charm to non-league. And I think I think the standard of football is is ever improving as well, especially when you look at, at step four and step three. They're, you know, they're really not far off sort of, the fitness and the the touch and the skill of of you know football league players. No, I know. I was going to say, say about um, I mean, I don't know. Do you know anything? Have you ever followed anything from Hastings? Do you know anything about them? Uh, you don't need to lie, Ollie, if you don't. So. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, obviously, I know. You know, it, it's been a league team, but but apart from that, and you know, had a good campaign last season. But no, not a team that I know a huge amount about. Uh, yeah, it's just like watching Brazil. Ollie, uh, Chris Agata, <laughs> Chris Agata, Andrew, Andrew Brown, and Pete Heritage. I mean, all the all the boys uh, management team there. That they, they do know they play some great stuff. And I'd, if you're ever in the area, by the way, you'd be given a, a lovely welcome if you did come down. But this is a question. One of the questions from the fans: Have you found? Yeah, but I'll actually be touched on this. Have you found the profile and awareness of non-league football has gone up in recent years? I mean, I'll definitely agree with the that during COVID it has. Yeah. I think it. I I think it has, or I think social media has good and bad sides to it, certainly. But I think it. What it is very good at is is connecting you with other uh, like-minded people or other people that have a a similar interest, isn't it? You know, everything from from Twitter to Facebook groups to Instagram. Um, you know, and in the past, you might go to a non-league game. There'll be a couple of hundred other people there that'll be watching the game with you. But then you kind of you know, you, you might look on Teletech for some scores. You might look at the non-league paper or, you know, mm. read the back pages of the national papers in like the tiny little, you know, tables and fixtures on a Sunday. But apart from that, there wasn't really a way of of connecting and following your club and connecting up with other fans. Yeah. Whereas social media is great at, at doing that. And I think whether or not those fans have always been there and that they're now able to have a bit of a platform and be more vocal and, and you know, share, share thoughts and, and feelings and views on yeah. things. <laughs> it might be that they've sort of always been there, but certainly they're a lot more visible at the moment. I mean, if you take something like the, you know, the hashtag let fans in campaign that, that started as something, started as something for non-league. It started as we want fans back at, at non-league from, yeah. from step one, you know, down to step six, step seven. Um, uh, that was something that, you know, had a massive impact nationally. That was something that got MPs involved that ultimately the politicians had to had to take notice of. And that, you know, 20 years ago, that just wouldn't have happened. 20 years ago, you know, you might have had a couple of people writing a, a letter to government or something, but that would have been easy for politicians to just 
ignore and disregard. And there wouldn't have been that way of connecting up fans. And yeah. I think over the summer we've seen, and that's continued now into this campaign for, for National League and, and League and Premier League clubs. But the fact that somebody can, can start a petition and, and 200,000 people can get on board with that and, and share that, I think it, the community does sort of feel like it's been brought together or connected, especially over the last sort of five, six months. You know, you're definitely right there. Um, on, on kind of on around that sort of thing, um, how, how do you keep up with the ins and outs of non-league football? You know, I know you, you're, you're kind of a specific area, but particularly in like the age of the cutting back of staff, you know, like regional media, be it newspapers or, or TV and radio, that there isn't as many people stuck in the regions. I mean, how difficult is it to kind of find out the latest on non-league? Particularly as a BBC journalist, I mean, you must, you know, obviously you've had that they've, they've staff has shrunk in that that regard in a regional sense. I mean, what's mm. what's your opinion? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we uh, no nowhere in the media is doing particularly well at the moment. It's it's no secret that the BBC local radio where I work, they're they're making redundancies in every office. So mm. you know, staff have been laid off and you're you're right there's you know local newspapers are, are battling to survive as well as our national ones um it's it's a bit of labor and love to be honest to to keep across it it doesn't make up the sort of bulk of of what my day job is i'm, I'm very fortunate that part of my job is is covering non-league and is doing a show and is doing football commentary and and is is looking at that so i'm you know very lucky there are very few people that are in that privileged position but it, it doesn't make up you know the entirety of my job um but i love doing it and actually people come to you and tell you about stuff which is brilliant or at least i found that over the last few months it's the amount of people that will or message me or text me or send me something on facebook or will you know have you seen this it's that i find is is really helpful it's fantastic i'm you know ever grateful for people that 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 talk to me and share things with me because yeah it's a huge amount that that I don't see or I don't read about. And then somebody will send it to you and say, have you seen this? And you'll blimey, no, I haven't, you know. Well, it's great really to have helpful. those eyes and ears, isn't it, really? That, that helpful eyes and ears. Yeah. And, you know, equally, I try and offer that back and try and do that back and, you know, yeah. spend a part of my day chatting to people or, or clubs quite often, actually, in, in this time, especially when there's, there's a fair bit of confusion and there isn't a lot of clarity. You know, the amount of different clubs and people I've met over the summer have messaged me and said, oh, do you know what's going on with this? Or, you know, if we're at the moment, if we go into tier three, what does this mean? And I don't necessarily have the answer, but quite often I can say, well, I've spoken to someone else about that and they think this. Or, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's quite a lot of chatting behind the scenes with people who are, you know, willing and happy to kind of share what they know and, and mm. vice versa. I try and share what I know with them and, and we're all sort of trying to, trying to muddle through this period together. <laughs> and, make sense of it all and and help each other out and and actually you see that in non-league as well at the moment where i think years gone by teams you know would have been rivals and perhaps wouldn't have talked so much behind the scenes whereas now you know new guidelines come on come out about changing rooms or bar areas and Mm. suddenly all the league secretaries are messaging each other saying well how are you getting around this or what are you doing or how are you you know implementing this and they're all just trying to sort of share knowledge and help each other out which i think is really nice nice brilliant that is i've got another question actually what's I've got it. What's your opinion about the percentages of supporters in grounds? 
I think at the I think at the moment it's unlikely to go up. I think we the plan wasn't it was we do fifteen percent for a week and a half. We'll do thirty percent, and then from there we'll it was going to be reviewed at the start of October in line with that sort of fans back in elite stadiums, and yeah. that now is has all gone out the window, hasn't it, with the sort of national picture. Um, I think from from a non-league point of view, I think what we have we probably should be grateful that we have at the moment i i can't mm. see it i can't see it increasing there it, you know part of it is part of it is obviously political the same with fans in stadiums that the government yeah. if they're locking down areas and they're closing pubs they can't be seen on the other hand to be you know opening up other things rightly or wrongly that's that's the position they're taking and that's where you sort of see these weird hypocrisies with yeah, yeah, cinemas and things like that, that have been open so they're 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 allowed to continue to be open but i think if it was now they wouldn't be being opened if they hadn't before if that makes sense um so i don't think it's going to change i i think there's a good case for some clubs to say we could do with extra support and extra funding because it was supposed to be a relatively temporary measure and actually the national league are getting 10 million pounds of national lottery funding to help them out without fans well there's some uh, for example in this patch uh, um in luton there's a club called crawley green who play at Luton Town's training ground and they're not allowed fans yeah. at the moment so they really? haven't had fans all season well they to me feel like quite a good candidate for a, a bit of support because yeah. they're having to play in this situation without support or if you look at a, you know a, a Bury AFC or a, you know your South Shields and, and Scarboroughs and um, FC United clubs like that that would normally far exceed where they're at I think they're fairly good candidates for for maybe a little bit of government support. And I gather that might may still happen. I gather the, the FA have sort of put that case to the DCMS where we're just waiting on it. It's but it's been a it's been a good few weeks now and everyone's just waiting. <laughs> Well, no, it's just that they think that the footballers play on fresh air at uh at these clubs. Uh you know, they have to be pay a wage. Yeah, and there's not a lot of not a lot of money around and it's it's difficult. You know, there have been there have been some grants and and you know the the Premier League get criticised a lot for not putting their hand in their pocket for non-league. There, there has been some. There has been, you know, this is about five and a half million to, you know, for clubs to become COVID secure. And actually that grant money was, you know, was pretty good. If you're, you know, if you're a step three club, you got £10,000 from the Premier League last month to put in hand sanitizer oh, really? and things like that, which is, yeah, which is, you know, not, not a small amount. I think it was eight or seven of you at step four. Um, oh, okay. You know, there was, there's been three grants like that over the summer. So, yeah, it doesn't go all the way, you know, and it's it, clubs are still struggling. But you know, there are you know there are grants. There have been bits and pieces that have been handed handed over by the government and, and the Premier League. Um, we could just always difficult. do with more. It could always do with more in non-league. Couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's just, it's just difficult to keep up with it all. You know, as you say, like man, that's the first I've heard about it. But then I'm only a fan, so you you've got your finger on the pulse a lot more. I'm like, I want to talk to you about football manager, right? Because I see you're yeah. a researcher for football manager uh what does that entail so i mean it's 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 non-league obviously it's me so it's non-league um it's it's a few clubs in the local area basically it's something i've done for years and years now maybe 10 12 years um yeah and yeah that's a complete labor of love like it's not a it's not a paid role um the the best thing that happens is you they when when players start to retire and you know it goes year on year then new gens or regens or whatever you call them new players come into the game age 16 um 
and they tend they sometimes anyway get named after the people that that work to research the game so every now and then i'll pop up as sort of like a a 17 year old player it's normally scunthorpe united i'm normally like a one star rated um player at scunthorpe who gets released after two years in the academy um but every now and then there'll be like a virtual <laughs> meet that pops up, which is quite nice. Uh, occasionally people will, will send me a screenshot of like me and their game playing for somebody else. Um, right. Yeah, so that's that's quite nice. Um, yeah, all, all, uh, Ollie, all I really want to know is that just tell me good players, yeah, so that yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cheat. No, not really. I don't play football manager anymore. I haven't got the time. I've got four kids. Used to, I used to love playing it. It's a, it's, it's a cracking game. But yeah, you were saying, sorry, good. Ollie. It's um yeah no you're right I think it's a fantastic game I think it's um I think what they do and actually I think what the the company does is is really good in terms of I said the, the charities they support and things like that I think they're actually I think they're um and and they're a club that have supported you know hashtag United at the moment AFC Wimbledon and that journey they're a club that that are quite good at supporting lower league clubs as well um, mm. trying to help them up through the pyramid. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the game's brilliant. It's you know year on year they they keep developing it, they keep changing it. The database is is phenomenal, um, and the database is is lots of people like me, basically, basically lots of nerdy people like me that, that want to yeah. help out. That you know go and watch games and, and change stats and alter stats slightly. It's it's a database almost entirely built by by people that just love the game and love football and and try and share that knowledge. They've got you know a few full time researchers, I think, but mostly it's it's volunteers and it's the, the community and. I think that's really good. It's sort of a really good collaborative effort to to make a game because it's a game I play a lot, so I want the game to be as accurate and as good as it can be. It annoys me if I see a local player that's wrong, so therefore it <laughs> makes sense that I, you know, help out and, and try and adjust that if I can. Okay. Wait, what, the, what does it go down to then? Does it go down to step four? They, so you can manage in the, the kind of default out-of-the-box game, you can manage National League North and South, but they've made it very very easy there's an editor now that you can download and you don't need to you know be an expert in html or c plus plus or i don't know i don't know you can tell i don't understand these things um <laughs> whatever it is they use to you know you very very easily you can almost you can go into the editor and kind of tick leagues so they go all the way down to certainly step five and step six and then oh, below wow. that it's a little bit patchy but you know you've got like the heart Hearts County Division One teams in there. You know, you've got you, it goes all the way down basically. The the kind of depth in players isn't quite below step four. There aren't quite so many players just because there would be so many thousands, and then it, it makes the game run really slowly um, yeah. if they were there. But yeah, certainly down to step four, it's it's all well researched. All right, yeah, because I'm saying if it's well researched, and uh, looking at the Hastings team, we're we're full of fabulous young players anyway. So uh, just so you know, you know, just if you okay. go. Add a few, you know, percentages. Well, I did have a load of football manager games that I was going to talk to you about, but you're you're a youngling, so you don't know Brian Clough's football fortunes, do you? I don't. I mean, no. I'm not that. You know, I I I'm I'm 31, so I was a miss. A miss. sort of late late 90s in the sort of Championship manager era. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Brian, Brian, Brian Clough's football manager is a little bit before my time. Football fortunes. Football fortunes. It oh, was sorry, mixture, right. Football it was fortunes. a mixture of. A card game and a mm. Commodore sixty four game, so it's you, you kind of like went round a board on this computer and you would have all these cards of sort of Graham Sooners, Neville Southall. I mean, you had these. Tri- yeah, it was it was pure gold. It was it, well, it was just hours of entertainment. 
but um, enough about enough about that, really. <laughs> but listen, Ollie, um, it's been a, it's been lovely chatting with you. We'd love to have you on again at some point. Uh, come on and talk a bit a bit about what's happening in non-league in general. I don't know. Is there any um, stuff you want to promote? Any anything you want me to put out to the Hastings fans? No, I mean, not particularly. It's 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 been a pleasure. I'm always always happy to chat non-league. Um, no, I mean, I do a I do a non-league show on a on a Sunday that I share a link to. It's available online for two hours talking about. I mean, it's predominantly local football across beds, hearts, and bucks. But I try and sort of do a a national picture, and lots of the stuff we're we're talking about is is national stuff about fans or, or funding grants, all that sort of stuff. So people want to want to tune in and have a little listen. They're more than welcome to, but. Otherwise, I'm I'm more than happy to always chat on the league. I don't need a don't need a plug for anything. Oh, okay. Oh, cheers, Ollie. Well, listen, it's it's been a pleasure, mate, and uh, and you have a good day. You too, mate. Thank yeah. you. Sussex by the Sea quiz update. As it is looking like we haven't got any football for a month, that's going to leave more time on your hands, use fans. So get those music guesses in, and when lockdown's over, one of you lucky devils will win a replica shirt and tour of the inner sanctum of the club by the always fabulous Pat McCrossan. We've had no right answers as yet, but here's a pick of the best of the wrong answers. Enjoy. Hi, and here's the mailbag. I just got the first letter here. Uh, It's from a a Denise R. And the two song choices that she thinks were played on the 2014th and 2015th season, uh, we're just going to see what she got down here. It says, uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot, Baby Got Back. Let's have a quick listen to that one. Big butts and I cannot lie. Face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough? Cause you notice that butt was stuck. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I wanna get whipped up and take your picture. Our survey said. Uh, I don't think I don't think Pat would have played that one. So uh, let's move on to let's move on to Denise's second choice. Dr. Dre tooting on the Hooters. Oh my goodness, so we'll, we'll have a quick listen to this and, and, and see. It may be a very quick listen. Right, well, that was wrong, Denise. So try again soon. Yeah, next up we have uh, Mr. Burberry from Middlesex. Uh, He's got two song choices. Um, He's got uh, two song choices. First, it's Travis. Travis, and why does it always rain on me? Shining 
Interesting choice, but unfortunately... Our survey said... Mr Burberry's second choice is The Police and Don't Stand So Close To Me. Hmm, I wonder why. That's wrong too. Uh, we've got another letter here. It's uh, uh, Mr. Engelbert Humpendink who sits in the main stand. Uh, his first tune uh, is oh, it says something about. Yep, it doesn't doesn't like our drab style. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, first of all, here's his first choice. It's Coldplay and Fix You. You try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want, but not what you need When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep Stuck in rivers And the tears come streaming down your face When you lose something can't replace when you love someone but it goes to waste could it be worse sorry Engelbert it's gonna be our survey said Mr Humperdinck's second choice was Art Blakey and Moaning song but I'm afraid ah we've got a one last letter here it's a Mr Baggins from the Mr Mr Baggins from the forum uh, I'm not sure what forum they're referring to their first choice is uh, Morrissey heaven knows I'm miserable now I was happy in the haze of a drunken hour but heaven knows I'm miserable now I was looking for a job and then I found a job And heaven knows I'm miserable now In my life Why do I give 
Well, there you go, but unfortunately, and second choice uh, is Eminem, so much better. Well, let's see what this one is. What you say to someone you think? My life be so much better if you just drop dead. dead. I was laying in bed last night thinking, and this thought just popped in my head. And I thought, wouldn't shit just be a lot easier if you drop dead? dead. I would feel so. All we got from the mailbag this week. I uh, hope to speak to you next week. Macrossan.
here's the slightly chaotic pre-lockdown fan roundtable with some of the gang at the under-23s game live from the pilot field. Thanks to Robbie, Adam C, Adam S, Sam, George, John, Andy and Kev and a tiny bit of Daryl for making it happen. Um, oh, there's Robbie. Lovely. How are we all? You are Adam? We're loving it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. We've got someone pitch side. Love it. 1-0 at the moment. Beautiful goal by Sammy Adams. Oh, look, I can see Adam. <laughs> Hang on. Sammy Adams, under 23. Mate, we've got Jacob right back, Sammy and Dicko in the middle, TC up the top, Nori Scott bad up front, Ben with two ends in the squad. Oh, what? It's a proper team. Yeah. Oh, well, I wish I could have been there, mate. We're getting it live from uh, the pilot field from the splendid Adam. Andy, oh, pleased to meet you. Uh, we, we, what we do is we do little introductions once everyone's here. We get you just to, <laughs> just to embarrass yourself slightly and then um, then we get going from there. But um, Yep, no worries. I've got everyone at the game. Me, me yeah, and you, Andy, it, the only mugs that didn't go. <laughs> Nice stands! Nice stands! Nice stands! Go on! Go on! Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Right, thanks for your patience, Andy. Yeah! Right, I'm going to have a goal. <laughs> goal live on air, I love it. Who scored? Sammy. Oh, nice one. We've got people live here, mate. We've got live at the pilot production going on here. Where are you, John? What we're going to do is we're going to mute. We're going to mute people. But there you go. I've shut Adam up, which is great. So, anyway, Andy, please, as as is tradition, even though this is a little bit different because we've got some of the lads down the pilot field for the under twenty threes game. Uh, Sammy Adams is getting goals. I, I, I never knew he was that young. It must be all of you, Lay. Andy, please uh, tell us how you began supporting Hastings. Okay, I think like like I said to you when I when I dropped you a line, I um I'm a another one who's come over from the um, heady world of Premiership football. Uh, yeah. Laura and I had always, I mean, for years, I've lived down here since about 2012. So we talked a lot about getting along and um, seeing the team. And I think one boxing day a few years ago, we just went, had, were lucky to have a day off, if you like, from that, from the family duties and yeah. went along one afternoon and started going more often on sort of um, sunny days, bank holidays, that sort of thing. I think there was a, I can't remember which game it was. I, I have a feeling there was a game against Lewis or something like that. And, we went along and we were watching it and, and, and we said, something's different here, you know? Mm. Something looks better. There's something about this that is different. And then that's when we began to, I suppose, look into a bit more, understood the management changes because the football just looked different. And we, we just started to go more often. It coincided with that playoff season mm. and the Ashford Town playoffs. And um and them not quite not quite getting through to the playoff final that year, which is probably what two two years ago now, isn't it? Mm. And, don't, uh, yeah, don't say any of this in front of John Wills. John Wills is uh, des- he's desperate to get Agatha out the door, so don't say anything about good football in front. Well, I of, do uh, under, I do understand that from yeah. from the fans forums that I've yeah. listened to. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a dodgy <laughs> oh, character. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, so, well, of course. They've all got to go, really. It's a <laughs> pathetic squad. Well, obviously, being of a certain age, I'm very much a long ball enthusiast myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, yeah, you bring route, back the Don Reeve era. It's route one for me all the way. But no, we, we did... Um, that, that was fantastic. And, and, and the young players, the, the young players, um, you just thought, yeah, this lot are so young. I was used to going to watch Tunbridge Wells play when I lived up there. And it was, it was absolutely blood curdling, the football, you know. And, uh, and so it, we really got quite turned on to it. And after that playoff situation, we just saw something was happening. We actually bought season tickets, went all the previous season. And and took it from there. Really, we don't really get we don't really go to the away games, but pretty much hundred percent on the home stuff. And um, we love it. We love it. It's a really great thing to support. And it's you know it's it's real football. It's really it's really really good. And the standard, again, the standard of non-league and and lower tier football has just come on so much. The fitness levels, everything about it is quite pretty impressive setup. Really, given how much time they have to deal with the players and that. When you think about that, the more I think about that, the more impressed I become, to be honest. Yeah, you're hearing that, John. You're hearing that? I am hearing it, and <laughs> yeah. I'm liking it a lot. Who, who was your premiership team, or who um, is? Because well, Arsenal's mine. But... Yeah, Manchester City. And um, so I'm lapsed since about 2005, to be honest with you. So I think you could say that I stepped out of the elevator yeah. just before it started going up. Yes, and I, I bet you bought one of the new Hastings United scarves then when they did that light blue and white scarf. Right, that, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That is the more modern city scarf. But I think ever since I, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was 18, in fact, when I, was, I went to my first game in about 1970. My dad took me to see the Bell Lee Summerby team at um, the bowling ground against West Ham. Uh, and, wow. uh, and so again showing me age there and um, again when I started earning a bit of money when I left school Was it Joe Corrigan in goal? Uh, was Corrigan in goal then? That's a, I think it might have been just before Corrigan took, uh, took over You're right. because um, yeah that was Bob that... Wilson was in goal when I first went to see Arsenal Well there you go yeah yeah, I think it might might even have been good old Harry Dowd from the um, FA Cup and um, and league winning team. Because again, again they were a cracking side at the time, and um, yeah, I think I was duped really because obviously they won virtually nothing for about the next thirty five years. But there you go. <laughs> I was going to ask Kev about this while, while we're having a talk about olden days. Hello, Kev. <laughs> Hello. Nice. <laughs> well, I, we, we were just talking old man city um old man city well when i was at school i was at boarding school and um, as a lot of disabled people were my age around that time um and uh, i shared a room with a guy who was a big man city fan so i recognized a lot of the names that were being thrown out just then Corrigan and uh Fanny lee mike summerby um People, I think I was fairly impressed by them at the time. I think I was probably sort of moving towards becoming a Brighton fan. But of course, my and I, I spent hardly any of my school years actually in Hastings, and it was only at home during kind of like. Oh, 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 
What's going on there then? <laughs> well, we, we've got, they're at the under 23s game and I've, I had to mute a lot of them because they're all just chatting and obviously they, they're, they're enjoying it. Oh, hang on. Who just, who just, who said woo? Is that someone else? Oh, okay. But yeah, so you were saying, Kev, go on, I, I butted in there, didn't I, mate? I was just, just saying that, you know, I think um, I was quite impressed with Man City at the time. I um, I wasn't really that engaged with football at that time because um, um, I didn't really follow anybody. I, I didn't spend much time at home and uh, only, ever, only ever went to see Brighton in the holidays with my dad. Um, although we lit at the school where I was at, the um, we were very near Crystal Palace. And um, the school itself had a close relationship with both Palace and Cholton. And uh, I met quite a few of the players from oh, nice. sides at the time. Uh, Keith Peacock from Cholton. Uh, uh, Hinshelwood from Palace. Uh, the other Palace. And uh, Brian Moore. The commentator lived in Croydon, and uh, we saw quite a lot of him as well. I met Dishy Deslinum. That's my claim to fame. Anyway, there you go. What a what a legend! Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Dishy Des. Right. Well, I'll tell you what we do. We're going to move on now. We're going to. It's been fair bit. It's been a fairly busy week. I don't know how we're going to do this on the Ashford game because there's quite quite a lot to talk about there. Um, Let's let's. Oh, we've got Adam. We've got Adam Smith here. Adam, yes, hello. You're here, mate. Right, I'm just going to start on the Ashford game. Any, uh, anything you want to throw in there? Oh, hang on. Yeah, hang on. Get a goal first. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just scored another goal. Uh, this is great way of doing things. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Kev. Um, Sam. Um, uh, Super Sam is playing for the under-23s today. Just so oh, you know. okay, mate. Okay. He is only 22, remember? Yeah, he, he is. 22 and a half. Yeah, so... Jack, uh, 18. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's playing havoc with my impairment issues because I actually quite struggle to focus on two things at once. <laughs> well, we can, we, can, we, can, we can mute. No, it's cool. It's fun. You sure? You sure? Okay, all right. Um, right, so Adam, just uh, yeah. thoughts on... Thoughts on the Ashford game? Do you know what? Difficult pitch. I think we we showed playing, and you know we ground it out. We they didn't deserve to score, but you know, I think we did really well. Was that it? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look at all those shenanigans, and that's it. All right, go on, go on, Adam. If that's is, is that all you got to say, mate? Wow. Yeah, I mean, if anyone saw any of the penalties, if they could describe them to us. No, I, yeah, I did see them. <laughs> you, mean, you mean the two they skied? <laughs> I, I saw one go over the bar and that was it. I think they skied at least two of them. The first one was quite impressive. I think it almost, did it pretty much go over the stand, actually, didn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful thing. I think he's actually gone for a career as a um, American football kicker, the bloke <laughs> who took it, actually. I think he's um, yeah, I think he's found himself a niche there. That was quite, yeah. I like the way he looked accusingly at the penalty spot afterwards as well, <laughs> after he'd done it. So he, he knew all the moves, but I think, um, yeah, boy, did he get under it. Yeah, for sure. What was that video that was on all the non-league Twitter and stuff for the guy, I think it was in the last round that skied it over the bar. 
and everyone was saying the biggest winner was the people that sponsored the stand behind the goal because it had 1.2 million views or something. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Okay, right, let's move on to... Oh, Mr. George. Hello, Gasson. Uh, so, Gasson, uh, Ashford Town. Great day out of the football. Always good fun. Watching the Hastings Cup game. Uh, pitch was miraculously prepared. Obviously, still some standing water. Um, as Bob Quinn rightly put in his report, passes had to be firm. Ball was getting stuck a little bit. Made for some interesting tackles. Probably wasn't the best game for the for the neutral for for the. But we're not neutral, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, fantastic to see. To I saw Ben Pope's penalty, the first one. The most one-sided. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, brilliantly put away. Um, and yeah, the first one that was skied, I think that's landed on Tilekiln Sports Park and is now part of the planning commission. So I think we've written All right. Got some going on. All right, Rob. Here we've got yeah. some. Yeah, so we've, we've written the planning, planning application on the ball. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hopefully the council get that message somewhere yeah. on, on the board. But yeah, um, good fun. Um, yeah, a few things, things went on. I should... Oh, bugger, bugger, bugger. Have fun editing this. So, yeah, George, had you finished? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Just, yeah, just, well, nothing needs to be really said about... Um, What's going on there? I mean, Ashford Town tried it on on the pitch and off the pitch and they got beaten with both and don't really need to be saying too much more about it. Oh, fair enough then. Oh. oh. Well, hang on. Sorry. We're watching the game of football here as well. Um, right, whoever that is. What the hell was that noise? Um, John, anything to say about Ashford? Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh... It was the right result, wasn't it? At the end of the day, for a number of reasons, I think it had to be ours. But yeah, I mean, uh, I only saw the first couple of penalties. Please, someone say that they've mentioned John Wills's figurines. Has that been mentioned already? Not, not yet. What, what, what? what? John Wills's figurines behind oh, what, the Ashford. Yeah. Hang on, is that is that figurines behind you, John? It's figurines. Oh, it's figurines. How do I make it better than Lego? Hang it's on. Halo, isn't it? Right. Oh, oh, lovely, JK. Where's the kazoo? Kazoo, kazoo. Oh, right. Oh, so good. Right. What's the score over there? Three 0 Three now. Oh. Oh. boys. George, I hope you're not throwing beer about over there. No, I'm in Norwich, um, and it's one seventy nine a pint. Oh, wow. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I had to buy two for logistical reasons. <laughs> one, you can buy, you can buy one to drink and one to throw. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, throw, I don't throw beer. No one throws beer at Hastings United. No, so. no. We don't do that. <laughs> right. So, moving on. We've we, we had you, John. Um, hang on. And Andy, were you at the game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it appears I was the only one. It uh, looks like I'm the only one. I actually saw the penalties. Were you Were you lot behind the goal, caught up in all the... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. 
It's going to seriously test your editing skills. Yes, that is. I'm. Uh, try again. It's going to work for you, mate. <laughs> we were. Um, yes, yeah, so it looks like I was about the only one who saw the penalties. Is that because mm. of all the um, all, all the hassle behind the goal? Yes. You, you got to remember yeah, sure. that when we we're so welcoming to away fans, it's important that as the game finishes and the time for them to go, we, we like to hug them and wish them farewell just to make sure and just wish them a happy journey back, back to wherever they came from. So, yeah, we're busy doing thought, that. Yeah, I thought, I thought that look, they were pretty lame, that bunch. I thought if that's their, um, if that's really what makes them happy to come down and do that sort of thing, I thought, that's a, I thought well, I did like, the, did like the idea of their rather grim long journey back after that. So that did make me feel better. They just needed a hug, and that's what we were doing. We're just, just giving mm. them a hug. I thought that the game was interesting, actually. I thought, I thought it was interesting how the pitch, they seemed to have um, got the water off the stand side, and it was so bloody wet down the far side, which was where the ball was getting stuck a lot from what we could mm. see. It was actually not so bad up, because we chickened out of our normal position and sat in the main stand, and then the sun came out. So what can you do? But it was noticeable how much drier it was down our side, actually. Mm. Um, but I just had a horrible feeling that we we sort of let them off the hook a bit in the first half, didn't we? And we and we could we sort of caused our own problems by by only being one nil up at half time. And this, yeah. without getting too technical, this bloody business with in swinging corners seems to that was two in swinging corners in two games that had just gone bypassed everybody, and again causing ourselves problems that we just didn't really need by by conceding goals from two crappy dead ball situations. Corners out, corners out. Yeah, corners out, Aggies out, and yeah. um, I was going to say something else. Did, Ashford Turner out of the cup. And Ashford uh, Turner out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think we made it hard work. I think we made it hard work for ourselves by, yeah, but they didn't really do anything in the first half. And, it was interesting, I think the difference with the Y Talk game, the Y Talk lot worked so hard that they did eventually get tired, whereas Ashford Town just stood around like um like John Sabutio players actually, really and unless you fit them, they weren't going anywhere. And uh, so we didn't tire them out in the first half, and that's and by not scoring the goals, we let them back into it really, just over a stupid situation. So well, we, know, but they got away with it. The we penalties did. were crisp. There was no doubt about the penalties. They were they were bang on. Yeah, I mean, I've, personally, I felt we, do, we, we dominated, uh, but it was a little bit too easy uh, first half, and uh, they didn't really, they, they couldn't get near the ball, which is well, why. We, I, did, I said to Laura, I said, you, I said that we, we could play all day and this lot aren't going to score. And then the corner happened, you know, and it, it did mm. feel like that, that you just played until the cows come home and they weren't going to score. But mm. we sort of, um, yeah, did it to ourselves a little bit. Another I did wonder whether um, whether Elphick not being around is what I, I wonder whether someone to clean those things out, whether his injury and not being around for those situations was maybe a little bit of the problem because he's so dominant in those situations that it it could have been it could have been his absence. It could have been a simple that might be too simplistic, but he's a big myth uh, when he's yeah. not there. Even though Jake mm. Elliott fills in pretty well. It's a big player to lose, and it's only realised what a big miss he is. Well, we got a bit of a break now, Andy. Mm. <laughs> Play the least, yeah. It's, it's a, a credit to the 
tactics actually to think that what we've done one six on a row and then a draw and then a penalty win I, I think that's a that's a big success really so you, you know what well, there's consistency there cups a cup game is always going to be a bit of a lottery isn't it oh yeah I like, I think it's, I all ba it's all based on one game and yeah it was a, a, a funny game but the end result was there and it wasn't. It was the right result, based on right, how how it teams was the right result in the end. I love that. I love the way that um, Ben, the way Ben Ward, was able to slip, slip fit in twice that left back position. That's quite interesting. Quite interesting. What he um, what he makes of that position as well. He's, he's he, he seemed to sort of. Um, Settle in incredibly quickly, given the circumstances and th things. To have those fifteen players that you're not too fussed. Even though I said about Elphick, to have fifteen players like that and you're not too fussed, who comes out on the pitch. That's a really, really nice situation to be. Yeah, in. I think so. Yeah, and, is. and um, there, you know, for any. Sometimes you'll hear, hear comments about negative tactical play, but Jake Jake Elliott fitted in as a centre-back and yet saw him two or three times up on the edge of their box, mm. you, you know, creating things for other players. And, you know, there's, there's such great potential there, I mm. think. I think they feel like there are some type that some, when it all clicks, it looks fantastic. And sometimes I think Saturday was just one of those games where it was just one click away from really happening. And that, and you know, where it's just impossible for them to to be um, banging banging three or four goals in every time, and it's just not going to happen. Just have to be realistic, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is, yeah. And it, whether it's Liverpool or anyone else, you know, you, you get those games, don't you? Mm. Well, just quickly, I wanted to mention about the Ashford Town game. Safety, Dave. And I know Sam were both uh, assaulted at that game, and I and obviously I know that we all care deeply about those two individuals, and we want to make sure, give a big shout out to them. You know, hopefully the club's doing something about those those actions that took place. I, I, I did spoke... notice that um, Billy Wood did tweet about. He said they'd got videos, and also they reckon they could lift names from the ticket purchases. That's one advantage of having advanced yeah. ticket sales, isn't it? They can lift their names from the ticket purchases so that was quite promising and to be honest assuming they're known faces I mean it'll be quite difficult for them to hide it's not like they're a mob of 5,000 is it yeah yeah no I know I mean I spoke to the the chairman and the son of the chairman because I had the son of the chairman on the podcast uh, of Ashford yes and both of them said they're going to be dealing with the situation I mean I, oh, that's who, interesting well yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like dealing with it. Sorry, Kev. What you sorry, sorry there, mate, would you say? So I won't hold me breath for that. Yeah, man. yeah. No, I, I you know, as I say, I like I like to have good faith conversations and no, take mate. it in you take it in good faith, but I I, I understand your skepticism. <laughs> <laughs> seeing as one of them, as soon as one of them was the one that was kicking stuff off, so you know, well, exactly. uh, yeah. So um, one thing that I thought was absolutely bloody stupid was the way the Ashford players went down to that end as well. If they'd have shown a bit of bloody common sense and gone off to one side, and and you know, to and 
taken their their fans with them if they were adamant about doing the going to the fans nonsense why they were so stupid as to go down to that end of the pitch with the Hastings players it just I just thought Christ knows just, just bloody stupid really oh. if they want to get that reputation that's up to them yeah that's up to them you know and that's that's a stain on them anyway I'm going to get Robbie in now hang on let's see if Robbie let's see if I can get him in Robbie can you hear me? Robbie Robbie <laughs> Well, yeah, give it, give it, give it, give us something now. Come on, a few words. A few words. Oh, God, was... hang on, hang on. Oh, oh. oh. Ooh. Yeah, oh, TT being a nuisance, Fabricium here. Could you, could you do next time when you do the ooh? Could you do I love Typhoo at the end? <laughs> ooh, I love Typhoo. Scooby Doo. Or Scooby Doo, yeah. Right, anything, anything, Robbie? Um, obviously, I, I, I must admit, I didn't hit all of it because I was a bit distracted by the game, what everyone else has said. But overall, I'd say we were the better team. We, we dominated them, and I think, I, 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 as, as you said before, Ashford fans embarrassed themselves, but put that aside, let's ignore that yeah. for now. Um, overall, we were the better team. Um, we dominated them. Referee, you pillock! Go foul! Um, sorry, about two third lines. Robbie, it's Robbie being Robbie. Robbie being Robbie. <laughs> I do apologise. We were the better team by far. We dominated them. The penalties flattered them. We should have won comfortably. But we, we're in through the next round. I can't really complain. We were. Yeah, so what can we say about it? Right. Please tell me someone here was at the 11 0 ladies game. I was. Yeah, we were. Yep. Please, thank you. So let's talk about these ladies that like to score li literally thousands of goals a game now. It's ridiculous. Uh, so it's fantastic entertainment. Who wants really? to start? Who wants to start on that? I'll start as you as I was already speaking. Why not? Yeah. I say eleven nil. I said it. Say about the game just gone. If Flatter dominant as Daryl hits the drum, but yeah, I think um, Molly Hill with six goals, sensational. Becca Rell three. Lovely free kick from Izzy Payne and a smooth finish for Corrigan, but mm. they were just—they were playing for fun at the moment, just kicking it about, making it look easy. Izzy Payne was destroying them down the wing. They just couldn't yeah. keep up. Their, their full-backs were knackered by the end of the game, trying to keep up with her. Um, they look like a real good team together. Actually, even after the game, you can see they've got a really good team atmosphere about them, and they're all together. Yeah, I think all 11 goals were class. I mean, a fantastic free kick, a great volley from Molly Hill, and... Yeah, so obviously they have a team that they start. They're the outfield player in goal for the first ten or so minutes because their goalkeeper was late, so that helped. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was quite a short oh, outfield dear. player. Oh, okay. But, um, kind of lob goals, but overall we were dominant. Fantastic performance, and I'm probably, probably the best performance of the weekend. Actually, we really, really were dominant. Well, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. You know, and um, who knows? What Hang on, something happened. Right. Uh, uh, they stopped it. It's fine. Uh, Kev, Kev, were you there? Yeah, mate. Was you at the game? No, no, I'm no. I, I really didn't have the energy after that. After Saturday, yeah, I can understand that, mate. After Saturday, yeah, um, it was. Um, I don't know how much I want to talk about it on the podcast, but um, you can edit it in whatever way you think is appropriate. Whatever, mate. whatever you want to. I don't mind. It was mate, quite scary. It was quite scary, mate. Actually, yeah. Um, you know, I was in a position. Being a wheelchair user, you know, I'm stuck on that step at the bottom. I couldn't really move very far. And eventually, um, Shana's out of and Wayne uh, and Shana between them moved me. Um, 
but it was just far enough away. But it, it was pretty scary stuff, really. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, um, it wasn't pleasant. Well, no, it's not nice for anyone. It's not that I mean, obviously, poor old Safety Dave got chinned. Yeah. For, for yeah. All he was doing was trying to calm things down. Well, he put completely himself... And, he completely put unnecessary. Himself right in the middle, didn't he? Um, and, you, you know, he was just in between a, t- a couple and then someone comes from somewhere else and clonks him. Um, but he, he's not an invasive, aggressive individual, is he? No. You know, um, I, it was just, he's volunteering there and, and has to put up with that. No, nobody who volunteers should have to put up with it. Well, I think the club, you know, should really look at showing their appreciation for um, people like that, that, that were down there getting paid nothing to stand in amongst and take that sort of abuse and aggression. Well, I, I mean, I mean the, the stewards have been, uh, you know, for, for years and years and years, I think we didn't really, but um, in more recent times, I think the stewards have been recognised for what they've done. Um, for the club. They don't have to put themselves in that position and, 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 he, and he did. He put himself right in the middle there and, you know, for it and it's gone. Well, I, I mean, I personally, because I was right next to him at the time, that I was very proud of the Hastings fans because that could have been really ugly if okay. if the Hastings fans had kicked off, that like, had proper kicked off there. And it was very good that there was a lot of we we were trying to calm that situation down, where it appeared to be people that were there just for a ruck. And um, I, you know, having watched football back in the eighties. You know, and gone to places like big clubs where there's lots of that going on. I don't ever see it again. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a tough guy. I don't want to know about any of that crap. I don't want that at Hastings, and uh, it isn't at Hastings. This is this is behaviour from Ashford fans. No, I I agree with you, Chris. Again, as as someone also who um lived through lived through the eighties and stood behind fences and. And and saw all the coining and and all that sort of and, and just the general well people and the darts yeah people turning up in town centres just looking just looking for trouble before they thought about anything else it was it was because that three of them came marching past the main stand about halfway through the half and and were just obviously just trying just could just tell they were trying to goad people all the way round and and that's the problem if you've got volunteer stewards they're not there to deal with that sort of thing at a at an Isthmian league game it's just it's just absolute rubbish yeah I mean Ashford 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 should I mean if they got any pride they should deal with it themselves it, it shouldn't be up to us to deal with it they, they no. should have to deal with that themselves they've got they've got to decide whether those people represent their club if not they've got to make a few decisions because you know that there was probably what seven to ten people that let their whole club down. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other decent fans yeah, there that absolutely. that we had chats with, and I think it's they've got to really, really think about what they do. I think I was reading four years ago um, there were some Hastings fans that caught and um, got into trouble over Faversham. Um, let. I think it was a flare was let off or something like that, and the toilets yeah. were down. I was there. And there, there was no, no one was, was attacked. Kept. You know, there was no assaults, 
but as bad as it was, they they were they were chucked out, weren't they, Kev? I believe. Yeah, uh, they, they, they've been barred for life. Yeah. Okay, so that, you know that's that's what you got to do, really. Otherwise, if if Ashford don't act, they're they're condoning it and they're yeah. saying that this this is acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I mean, this whole spirit again. The reason I certainly got involved, I mean, you know, and and any of like, well, I know Chris again coming from QPR and that this mm. business of. Um, you go, you go down the end behind the goal, kicking towards. You respect the space of the of the of the of the stadium you're going to. You you respect the setup. It's a whole. It should be a whole different um, level of understanding of what the game's about. That's the, that's the principle on which you watch this type of football, isn't it? And and they were just they were just just small time thugs, and it's and that's what so that's what does my head in just the lameness of it, really. Mm. You know, just so small time and really ruined a lot of people's day. And also people got hurt. People got hurt and people got hurt worse. It's just pathetic. Mm. Moving on from that. Well, what, what are we going to do for a month is the uh, next question. As we appear to be going into lockdown, if he don't change his mind again, what are we going to do with our Saturdays? What can you do? This are, are, they, are they definitely not going to have games either? That's what I've understood. No, well, look, yes. Yeah, what behind closed doors? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it's only at the highest level, isn't it? I d- don't know whether we qualify as elite. Well, obviously we don't. No, I read something on Facebook on earlier that said our level probably not. But yeah. You know. No, on Southeast News this evening there was an interesting thing about Lewis because their ladies team being second division or, or whatever they call it so second elite division so their men's team i think which is about the same level as us isn't it um or are they or the level above they, they have to stop they have to stop and the, the ladies team can keep on playing behind closed doors so at the moment yes certainly certainly our level is out of out of bounds for a bit which is crazy robbie Yes, Robbie. Yeah, just saying. But we now we're buggered for a month. What are you going to be doing on a Saturday? Crying. I've got to say that. Yeah, crying. <laughs> Clara gets it. I'll be crying. <laughs> um, playing football manager, pretty much. <laughs> Kept trying yeah. to get my football fix somehow. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be I a did, long, long, long month. I did. I did. Oh yeah, I haven't put the Ollie Bayless one up yet, have I? You've not, no. This fella, he's a researcher for, he's a researcher for um, the football manager. So I do ask him at one point, like he needs to tell me all the good players, you know. But um, he wouldn't tell me the bastard. Um, what is it? Go on. I've got nothing else to say about what I'm doing for the month. You got no. anything, Darren? Oh, absolutely nothing. Working probably. Oh, you miserable git. Right, Adam. Literally. Adam. So what are you going to be doing for a month now that we're buggered and we can't watch football? I don't know. Might have to try some premiership football, but that's not that good. No, it's not. Uh, it's, it's going to be odd. I'll just hope it goes really quickly. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, and, and Sam, how are you, love, after Saturday? I'd rather talk to you than Adam. He's boring. Come on, talk to me, love. I'm better. You're good, yeah? Yeah, all good. All right. I'm going to be right. seven. 
Yeah, we could. Well, we, oh, it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? But I just have to sit in the bar on my own and drink. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We do it like World War Two. It's just all the blackout blinds, and we're just like under cover of night. We're going the bar. Yeah. That's a good idea. Secret midnight round table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I'm, I'm up for that. Well, I was thinking of getting a subscription to BT Sport, actually, and watching the early rounds of the FA Cup with all the non-league teams. Yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, is that? Oh, Adam's here. Hello, Adam. Hello, mate. Hello, you Mr. Right? Carter, you were too noisy, so I, I muted you. What? Yeah, that's absolutely fine, mate. I got the notification. I thought, oh, you're obviously annoying my dulcet tone, so I logged off. Yeah, well, you're too busy watching a game of football. It's ridiculous. Um, I know, crazy, isn't it? So what are you going to do? Obviously, you've caught the bug fairly recently. What are you going to do for the next month? Well, I suppose I'll have to start spending time with the wife again, won't I? <laughs> this, <laughs> is this is recorded. This is recorded. But not necessarily broadcast. In- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's got to go that's out. That's got to go out. She, she knows. I think she's as sick as me as uh, I am of her. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, it's going to be sad that it, it's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's going to be sad that you know we're going to miss like games and things like that. But the way to look at it is, is obviously they're going to have to squeeze more games in to make up for the loss of games. So when it does come back, more mid games, more midweek games. All right, and guys, well, listen, look, I'd, unless, unless you've got anything to add, I'm going to leave it there. And it's lovely to see you. And uh, I'm going to carry on the podcast. It's going to carry on every Thursday. The roundtable may be a, quite a short one next week, depending on what's going on. It'll but, be a uh, quiet. Well, it's, it certainly will be. The, um, but listen, look, love you all, yeah? And hopefully, uh, well, we'll speak again next week. And we'll Count be, me in next week, mate. Yeah, and we'll be watching football again soon. Cheers. Nice. Bye. Cheers. Right, take care. Take care, Andy. Thanks for coming along. No worries. See you, no Robbie. Worries. See you, John. Always see you, Kev. Always, always great. All right, mate. Take care. See you, boys. And that's it for another week, Use fans. Lockdown or not, we will be back next Thursday. And remember, if you want to get involved or give any feedback at all, I'm all ears. Our email is hufcpod at gmail.com and on Twitter it's hufcpodcast. All that remains for me to say is I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game, whenever that is. <laughs>